Welcome to Brit David Podcast, as Pastor Tim continues his new series on the model prayer from Luke chapter 11, verse 2. This message is entitled, The Purpose of Prayer. Jesus' prayer in the garden was so powerful. Not my will, but your will be done. To be so surrendered to the will of the Father that he would set aside his own will, his own agenda, his own preference, even knowing that as God the Son, his will agenda and preference was perfect is mind-boggling yet that is what he calls us to do in the model prayer your kingdom come your will be done here's pastor tim that's pretty kathy thank you i invite you to take your bible and turn with me to luke chapter number 11 We are on these Sunday nights working our way phrase by phrase through the Lord's Prayer or the model prayer. I think that's really probably a better name for it as Jesus gives them a model of how to pray in response to their request. Lord, teach us how to pray as John taught his disciples. And so Jesus says, when you pray, then you pray like this. It's a reminder to us that This is not simply a prayer that we take and we repeat or parrot it back to the Lord as if we don't know what it means, as if we are just going through the motions. You know, it's interesting when you get into Matthew's gospel and Jesus gives the Lord's Prayer or the model prayer, right after that immediately he says, you know, when you pray, don't pray like the Pharisees. And he says, don't pray with vain repetition. And then we take the Lord's Prayer and we repeat it with vain repetition, don't we? I mean, it's just, it's just one of those ordinary things that we do and we take it that way. And so it becomes like many things that we are familiar with, something that has lost its meaning in my own personal heart because I'm just going through the motions, So I'm glad that we're able to take some time on these Sunday nights and really be able to go through it and pick the prayer apart piece by piece. Because what I want you to see is that every piece builds on the previous piece. You know, in Isaiah, the Bible says that God teaches us precept upon precept, line upon line. And that's primarily what we're doing with this passage. Jesus begins by saying, when you pray, say this, our Father in heaven... And we were reminded that very first week that we started this, that we focus first on the person of prayer, that it's not just a a force that we are appealing to. It's not our own thoughts that we find ourselves wrapped up in. We are in communication with the Father. We're in communication with Him. And so it helps us to focus on who we're talking to. That's one of the reasons why it's easier then for us to bow our heads and close our eyes. We try to teach it this way to the Vacation Bible School children. We bow our heads and close our eyes for two reasons. Number one, it shows God respect. And number two, it helps me to eliminate all of those outside voices, things, distractions, whatever it is. And so what I want to do at the very beginning of my prayer time is to focus simply on the Lord, to focus squarely on Him. I am talking 
to the creator and the sustainer of all things. I am talking to the one who gave his life for me and then rose from the dead to ensure it. I, I get overwhelmed in prayer right before I even begin to pray. If I could spend a lifetime just considering our Father who is in heaven, it would be a life well spent. Jesus moves on from that. And this is the reason. Once I'm focused on the person of prayer, once I'm focused on I am talking to God, I am talking to my heavenly Father, once I'm focused on Him, then I begin to think about His attributes and, and who He is and what He is. You know, maybe I do think about the omnis. You know, He is omnipotent. He can do anything. He is omniscient. He knows everything. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere. Maybe I focus on other things like love and mercy and grace. But I'm focused on Him. And once I'm focused on Him, my heart cannot help but move from the person of prayer to the praise of prayer. Now I begin to praise Him for who He is. I'm not just focused on Him. I want to remain that way. I'm not just thinking about Him, but I want to continue to do that. But as I do, I begin to get a glimpse of how holy He is and how sinful I am. How big He is and how small I seem. And I can't help but praise. I can't help but exalt Him and honor Him for who He is. And, and, and maybe your mind begins to go through the Scriptures and you... And you, and, you, and you find yourself thinking about some of those names of God. Remember, he said, I am the Lord. That is my name. Moses said, what's your name? What am I supposed to tell them? And he said, you tell them I am who I am. You tell them I am is my name. Maybe you focus on that. Maybe you focus on any of the Hundreds of names that the Bible gives to him. The Ancient of Days, the Banner, the Christ, the Door. You could go all the way through your entire ABCs. And from Alpha to Omega, you can find the names of God and simply praise him for who he is. That becomes important. Because we're about to move on in the prayer. Not only does he say our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And, and if you recall last week when we were focusing on his name, we were talking about how that's not a, it's not a statement, it's not a declaration, it is a request. Father in heaven, let your name be hallowed. Let your name be treated as special and holy. That's what we're asking him for. And so we begin simply by doing that. So if I'm focused on Him, 
and who He is. I, I am focused even on His name, and I begin to praise Him for who He is and how wonderful that He is. Now I'm not so inclined to just bring my list and drop it before the Lord. Suddenly my mind and my heart is in a place where it needs to be concerning prayer. God is not Santa Claus. He doesn't show up at the mall so that you can sit on His knee and you can suddenly just say, these are all of the things that I want. Take your picture and run off. Suddenly in the midst of prayer, the things that I may have on my mind, the things that I may have on my wish list, they just begin to fade. Some of them fade in importance. Some of them simply fade away, knowing that they're not in step with who God is. How can I, how can I say our Father in heaven... Focus on Him, beginning to think about all of who He is, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and begin praising Him for that. And then not be interested in what He wants. It's one of the reasons why listening in prayer is such an important exercise. If you were here at 8.30... was that last week? That seems like that seems like so much longer ago than just last week. But if you were here, you know, we took some time. We took one of those times to to just listen, and we took a season just to wait before the Lord. I'm gonna tell you what, that's hard. You know that that hour passed just like that, but those two five minutes. <laughs> They just kind of seem like they dragged on because we don't like to wait, do we? We certainly don't like to listen. But how will you know what to pray for if you never hear from God? I think it's important to listen. I think it's important to listen through His Word. I think it's important just to be still and to know that He is God. You see, when we get to this next phrase and the, fine, the way that the, the, the verse finishes, verse number two finishes for us, Jesus says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if I'm focused on Him, I'm praising Him for who He is. The next thought on my heart is, God, I want you to then do what you want to do. My prayer ought to be the same that Jesus has. Not my will, but your will be done. It's one thing to finish your prayer that way. It will revolutionize your prayer life if you begin it that way. Many of you know by heart Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And what? Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. 
My prayer time is not a time for me to lean on my own understanding and say, okay, God, this is what, this is what I think is best that you do. This is what I think that you should do in me. I think this is what you should do for me. I think this is what you should do through me. Instead, we need to ask the question, God, what do you want to do in me? What do you want to do for me? What do you want to do through me? So it means then when we come to this portion of prayer and I'm trying to discover what is the purpose of prayer, it is to know and to surrender to the mind and will of God. That's it. If that's the only thing that you can get to in your prayer time, then you have well spent your prayer time. Getting to know and getting to understand what God's will is, what God's desires are. So it's calling for surrender. You know, (laughs) this is the part of the prayer where you raise the white flag. And you say, God, I surrender. I still say the, the hardest song to sing in your hymn book is, I surrender all. Not because the melody's hard or the words are hard, it's because the meaning is so hard for me to say, God, I surrender everything to you. That's what we're going to get to. But let me make one more statement to you before we get into our verses. When it comes to your prayer time, when it comes to listening, when it comes to yielding yourself or surrendering to Him, what you're seeking to do is to be aligned with God. Maybe we would say it this way, you know, we want to be on the same page, so to speak. We want to have the same purposes. So I want His purposes to be my purposes, not the other way around. I, I, don't, want, I don't want my purposes to become His. He's not going to change, is He? If alignment or adjustments have to be made, and you have to make them. If, if God's will for your life is purity, and it is. He says to flee from sexual immorality. He says, this is the will of God for you. So if my life is out of step with that, by what I watch, by what I say, by who I'm around. If that doesn't lead me then to purity before God, it's not up to God to change my circumstances. It's not up for me to say, okay, God, this is my number one prayer request. I am really struggling. I'm struggling with pornography. God, I want you to take that desire away from me. He's not going to do that. He put that desire in you. It's a desire that is good. It's a desire that he gave to Adam and Eve in the garden prior to the fall. He's not going to take that desire away. God, then change my circumstances. He's not going to do that either. Because you chose your circumstances. Will He help you to get out? 
Yes. Will he always make a way of escape? Absolutely yes. But if there are adjustments that need to be made, you have to make them. You can't come before God and simply say, God, I want your will to be done, but I don't want to change. I know it's got more than four letters, but that's a Baptist four-letter word. We don't like it, do we? But if you want to be more and more like Jesus, change is going to come. And many of those changes are going to be disciplinary issues in your own life. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim continues his message from Luke chapter 11. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.